0: Good morning to you. Welcome to our service in uh, Passage West Baptist. Lovely to have you with us uh, this morning. Thanks for coming out, especially if you're new to this uh, service. You are more than welcome. We're glad to have you here and so just to remind you let's say hi to one another give comments to one another let's share out this service click that share button and let's share it out to others as we uh, seek to worship the Lord uh, together this morning and so make sure uh, to do that at the end we'll have a time of questions and reflections and thoughts so do uh, get ready to share those even if questions about Christianity or whatever it might be, uh, do uh, please share those with us. Welcome to those watching from Facebook and those watching from YouTube. If your comments will be seen in both places, please uh, do share those comments and we'll be able to, to get I've just been thinking about this world and looking, about, looking at this world over the past few weeks, I've just being reminded of the, the stress and the turmoil and all that is going on in this world. And it's... So disconcerting many times, and maybe there's of stress and turmoil now, and it's so disconcerting, and it, and it throws you off life, and you're wondering, what is going on here? Well, there is this time in, in the history of God's people, uh, where God's people were exiled out of their land, enemies have come uh, to destroy them, and there's this book in the Bible, it's called Lamentations, and in that book, it's a book mourning and distress and sorrow over all that is going on in the writer's world, and yet in the middle of that book, there is hope. And I want to share those verses of hope with you as we begin our service this morning, because I believe that no matter what the stress is, no matter what the turmoil in this world, no matter what the panic situation is going on in your life, I do believe that there is hope. Listen to his words. Lamentations 3.22 says this. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says the soul. I him. morning. And this morning I am going to put my hope in him. No matter how complaint mind is flustered and sometimes, and as that is true for some of us, including myself, oh Lord, your mercies are new every morning, and in that we rejoice in your faithfulness. I hope and pray for you this morning, that you will see the goodness of the Lord shining through your life as you see this word proclaimed. And this morning, uh, how we will begin our service is we will have a reading. Hannah is going to do the reading for us. So delighted to have him do a for us. <laughs> song, race unmeasured last we heard with a group. And so we will uh, sing that song and then we will come back in our worship service to the word. So please stay with us as we seek to, uh, Honor the Lord in this service. God bless
1: you. Uh, Luke chapter 9, verses 20 to 25. Then he said to them, But who do you say I am? And Peter answered, The Christ of God. And he strictly charged and commanded them to tell this to no one, saying, The Son of Man must suffer many things, and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised and he said to all if anyone would come after me let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me for whoever would save his life will lose it but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it for what does a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself
0: Amazing grace, grace on measure. Uh, We have changed uh, you know, we've changed uh, the mics uh, slightly, so hopefully you can hear me a little bit better now as we uh, come into our service. But that is wonderful to sing of God's amazing grace to us. Jesus, in the Gospels, he said these words, and I want to remind you of these words of Jesus. Listen to them carefully. He said these words, Enter by the narrow gate. For the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. What Jesus is saying there is that there are two ways that you can go in life. You can go the wide way or you can go the narrow way. You can go the way of the wide gate, or you can go the way of the narrow gate. You can go the way where many go down, or you can go the way where few go down. You can go the way of destruction, or you can go the way of life. In other words, what Jesus is saying here, is you can go the wrong way in life, or you can go the right way in life. And what Jesus is calling us to do is go and enter the narrow gate, the hard way, the way that few find, so that we can have eternal life. And that way is through him and him alone. Now, people get annoyed sometimes when they hear those words of Jesus, when they hear me say those kind of words, that there are only two ways to go in life, and there's only two directions that we can go in life, and they get frustrated and annoyed when they hear that type of thing being said. But I want you to think about this for a second. There are these these cliffs in England. There are these white and kind of chalk, faced cliffs they're called the seven sisters and these are the most beautiful of cliffs you know the white chalk face cliffs and, and they're high the seven sisters and at the base of those cliffs is a is a place called the burling gap and there at the base of those cliffs and um, the, the max height there is 530 feet and you may say that's high enough but not very high for cliffs but it's still high enough Well, that cliff face has become famous not because it is so amazing, but because many times it is very dangerous. In 2017, over 50,000 tons of that cliff came crumbling down onto the beach below. And one of the things that makes it so dangerous is not necessarily the cliffs themselves, but what do people do when they see cliffs? What is it that we do when we see cliffs? Do you know what we do? We walk to the edge of the cliffs. And what people have been doing, why it has become so famous recently, is because people have been walking to the edge of the cliff and taking selfies and photos of themselves right at the edge of this crumbling cliff. In fact, there's one photo of of this father holding his young child as, as they peek over the top of the cliff, and it looks ridiculous. And so a couple of weeks ago, I saw another photo, and that other photo was this seven-year-old or eight-year-old girl who who walked to the edge of the cliff, and and she went to peek over the edge. And as she went to peek over the edge, the next photo shows her mother running to her and kind of grabbing her and, and holding her back to protect her daughter. Why? Because her daughter was going the wrong way. And it is, it is dangerous to go the wrong way. What would you do if you were her mother at that moment? What would you do if you were her friend at that moment? What were you, would you do if you were a stranger at that moment? Surely the right thing to do would be shout to her and pull her back and tell her, you are going the wrong way. That is, of course, the right thing to do. And so I believe that God would have us say that to each other this morning from His word, We are going the wrong way. And what God wants us to do this morning is he wants us to turn the right way. God's people and the history of God's people, they had a habit of going the wrong way in life. They said they would follow after God. They said they would be uh, the people of God and yet, they continually, day after day, went the wrong way. So it was in the book of Ruth. We read in the very first verse, In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land, and a man of Bethlehem and Judah went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. Now, you may not think that that there is much being said in those verses, but there's actually a lot being said in those verses. We are told of the time in which this book takes place, and it takes place in the days of the judges. The days of the judges were days when everybody did what was right in their own eyes. In other words, another way you could put that is this. Everybody was following after their own heart. In fact, the last sentence in the book before this, the book of Judges, says this, In those days there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. Because they had no king, no leadership to draw them to God, everybody was just doing what was right in their own eyes. Everybody was following after their own heart. Those days, in those days, we read in the book of Judges of murder, of betrayal, of prostitution, of rape, of all of these horrible things that God's people were doing because they were just following after their heart. I think we live in a world not so dissimilar from that one. We live in a world where people do what is right in their own eyes, where people follow after their own heart. The husband believes his wife for another younger woman because he is doing what is right in his own eyes. The teenager who just for fun decides to cough in the face of an elderly man does so because he is doing what is right in his own eyes. Or that video that we've all seen over the last few weeks. the video that is entrenched in our minds right now. Of an officer of the law. Burying his knee into the net Of George Floyd. Why? Because he was doing what was right. In his own eyes. So we live in our world where everyone is doing what is right in their own eyes. And this is the world that Ruth lives in. This is the time of the judges. And in the time of the judges, there was a famine in the land. Now, why was there a famine in the land? Because God had called his people. I want you to be my people. I want you to follow after me. But if if you follow after me, there will be blessings. But if you don't follow after me, there's going to be curses. And one of those curses was famine in the land. And you know there is a problem when there's famine in this land, because this land is called Bethlehem. Bethlehem means house of bread, and you know there is a problem when the house of bread has no bread. So these are the days of the judges, when there is famine in the land, and the house of bread has no bread. And so this man, this man, he comes, he takes his wife and he takes his children and they leave and they go from the house of bread, the land of God, to the place of Moab, to enemy territory, to the people that would not follow after God. He comes, he takes his people and he goes that way. Who is this man and who is this, who are his family? Verse two tells us the name of the man was Elimelech. And the name of his wife, Naomi, and the names of his two sons were Malon and Chilion. They were Ephrathites from Bethlehem and Judah. They went into the country of Moab and remained there. Do you hear what is being said? See the focus on the names. The name of the man was Elimelech. The name of the wife was Naomi. The name of the two sons were Malon and Chilion. You see, the author seems to be focusing on the names. Why? Because names back in the day in Hebrew culture were so important, reflected of the person's character and oftentimes the person's personality. And these names, they tell us quite a lot about these people. Elimelech's name means God is king. Elimelech, king is malech. El refers to God. God is king. And so... <laughs> The hope is, in this world where there is no king, the hope is that Mr. God is king who comes along, that he will do what is right. Except instead of turning back to God, his king, and staying in the land and repenting and worshipping, and what does he do? He runs away from the land of promise, showing us that God is not his king. And it reminds us of back in the day of Abraham, his forefather. Abraham was promised a land. He said in Genesis chapter 12, go into the land where I show you. And guess what? It uses the same phrase. There was famine in the land. And what did he do? Instead of turning to God and trusting in God, he ran away to enemy territory to Egypt. And so we have deja vu again, where Mr. God is King comes and he takes his family away to enemy territory. He goes the wrong way. And it's dangerous to go the wrong way. And he brings his wife, Naomi. And Naomi has two children, Malon and Chilio. Naomi means pleasant. Pleasant. So Mr. God is King takes his wife, Miss Pleasant. And they have two sons. And you know, when you're naming uh, your children, sometimes you kind of hear, hear of names and you kind of go, why did they name their children that name? Well, we're not 100% sure of what Malian, Malon and, and Chilion meant, but, but they sound like names like this. Malon being death or dying and Chilion sim- and being sick or sickly. And so here we have this story. It was the days of the judges where everybody was doing what was right in their own eyes. The house of bread had no bread. Mr. God is king. Instead of turning back to God, Mr. God is king goes to enemy territory with his wife, Miss Pleasant, and they have two sons, Mr. Sick and Mr. Dine. And what happens to Mr. God is king? Well, he dies, leaving Miss Pleasant with Mr. Sick and Mr. Dying. Mr. Sick and Mr. Dying, instead of going back to the house of bread, what do they do? They stay and marry two Moabite women, Orca and Ruth. And after marrying two Moabite women, Mr. Sick and Mr. Dying, they stay with those women for for ten years. And they have no children, which is unusual for back in the day. But I wouldn't imagine that Mr. Sick and Mr. Dying were the most fertile of fellows. And can you think of what might have happened to Mr. Sick and Mr. Gilling? Well, they died, didn't they? Leaving Miss Pleasant with no husband, no sons. Verse 5 tells us, And both Malan, and Killian died, so that the woman was left without two sons and her husband. Naomi, Miss Pleasant, her life is not so pleasant anymore, is it? Now she has no husband and no sons. And back in the day, that meant you had no protection and no provision. So here she is left with no husbands, no sons, no provision, which means she has no hope and no future for her life. It is a dark day. In Miss Pleasant's life. What do you think she is asking right now? Do you know what I think she is asking right now? Where is God? And when you look at this world, and all that is going on, and all the chaos, and all the madness, and all the injustice and all people seeking to do what is right in their own eyes, and all the wrong that is going on, the question you have got to be asking in the depths of your soul is this, where is God? Maybe even in your own personal life, you have found that your days have just gone from bad to worse. The life just seems like it is against you. And so you are asking the question, where is God? And so as we look at these first five verses of this book of Ruth, where is God? We've gone five verses and his name has to been mentioned. We've looked at the life of judges and there is no king. Where is God? God is in verse six. Where it says, listen to these words, and they are beautiful. Then she arose with her daughter-in-law to return from the country of Moab. For she had heard in the fields of Moab that the Lord had visited his people and given them food. Where is the Lord? The Lord, by his grace, is right there. The Lord has visited His people. And the Lord has brought bread back to the house of bread, even when they do not deserve it. And so Naomi, Miss Pleasant, cannot see it yet. She cannot see it through the tears. She cannot see it through her black mourning clothes. She cannot see that God is there. But the person who causes her to return, the person who causes her to turn back to where she is meant to be is God. God puts bread back in the house of bread, and by doing so, what is he doing? He is wooing her slowly back to himself. And so we are going to see in this in this book how God slowly woos her back to himself. And maybe that's what the Lord is doing in your life this morning. Maybe the Lord is slowly wooing you back to himself. Maybe you're feeling like you're going to give up on God and give up on this world and turn away from everything. Well, dear friend, I would have you see that God is still at work, that God visits his people. God is a God of grace. And so Naomi, she begins her journey back. Miss Pleasant begins her journey back to the house of bread, and she brings her two daughters-in-law, Orpah and Ruth. But on the journey, she realizes something. That she's bringing these two foreign women, these two Moabite women, these two women who would be seen as enemies of the people of Israel. She knows I'm bringing them back into a land where men do what is right in their own eyes. And so she realizes that it's not safe for them. In this place, if they they go back, they will have no husband. They will have no sons. They will have no provision, no hope, no future. And so the best thing for them to do is stay in their homeland. So Naomi begins her speeches. And in her first speech, she says this in verse 8. But Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go, return, each of you, to her mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly with you, as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voices, and they what? Do you hear what she calls them to do? She uses this very significant word. On their return back home, she calls them to return to Moab. This word of returning or turning back or or going this way or that way is used over ten times in these verse, in this chapter. Showing us that it's important to decide which way you are going to turn. And she thinks the best way for them is to go back to Moab. She thinks she is doing the right thing by them because she mentions the Lord twice. She says, may the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with me. And may the Lord grant you rest in that land. What Naomi doesn't know is that the Lord is in the house of bread. And maybe the best place for them to be is with him. They respond in saying, verse 10, and they said to her, no, we will return with you to your people. They're adamant that the best way to go is to go with her. And so she comes back to them with, with her second long speech. And in this second long speech, she comes back to them and says, no, you have to go home. I have no husband, I have no sons, and even if I were to get a husband and were to get pregnant, would you really wait for those sons to grow old and would you marry them? No, that is not the best way. May you see that the Lord has dealt bitterly with me and return back home. And so in the second speech, she pleads with them, no, the best way for you to go is back to Moab. Don't come to the house of bread. I wonder how you would respond if Naomi was talking with you. You have the choice of two paths. Do you go the way of Moab or do you go the way of Bethlehem? Do you go to the way of no husbands, no sons, no provision, no hope, no future? Or do you go to back to where your family is? The place of familiarity, the place of perceived rest, the place of false gods. Where would you go? Well, the two women, they make their decision. Verse 14. They lifted up their voices and wept again. And Orpah kissed her mother-in-law. But Ruth followed her. And with her third speech in verse 15. And she said, Naomi said, see, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. And so we have two decisions before us. The way of Orpah and the way of Ruth. The way of Orpah is the way back to Moab. See, Naomi says, your sister-in-law has gone to her people and to her gods. Maybe that's the best road to go. What road are you walking down today? Are you walking down the road of Orba? Are you walking down the road of false gods and false idols? Are you walking down the road of addiction and lust and greed and hatred? Because that road is the road that everybody's walking down. It's the road of comfort. It's the road where I have no king and no God to be accountable to. Oh, it is the easy road. But Jesus would tell you, it is the road of destruction. Oh, and many will go down that road. And many will say that that road, the road of Forca, is the right road. The road of false gods is the correct road because it is the road that everybody is walking down. Let me tell you, the road that everybody goes down may not be the right. Or will you go the hard road, difficult road, the narrow road, the road that leads to life, the road that leads to the house of bread. The road of Ruth. Ruth has a speech of her own, you know. You know those people, they're quite quiet in life. They don't say much when they enter into the room. They just sit down they don't really talk. But when they do speak up, everyone listens. So it is with Ruth. Relatively silent for this whole chapter. But when she speaks, everyone should listen. Hear what she says, verse 16. But Ruth said, do not urge me to leave you or to return from following you. For where you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there will I be buried. May the Lord do so to me. And more also, if anything but death parts me from you. Oh, there is so much we could say about these wonderful words of Ruth. So much we could say. About how beautiful they are. But do you know what Ruth's name means? Ruth's name means friend. And here, Ruth as a friend, clings to Naomi no matter what the consequences. And Ruth has not only become a friend of Naomi, but in this moment, Ruth has become. A friend of God. Ruth hasn't picked the wide road. Ruth hasn't picked the easy road. Ruth hasn't picked the road that many would walk down. No, Ruth has picked the narrow road that leads to life. And at the centerpiece of her speech is the most beautiful words you will hear. Your people will be my people. And your God will be my God. This is covenant language. Where back in Exodus 19, God asks the people, you will be my people and I will be your God. And they said they would be his people. But here comes Ruth. The Moabites, the foreigner, the outcast. The one who shouldn't be following after God, and yet she is the one who stands as a bright and shining light in amongst the darkness in Israel. As if a rebuke to say to them, stop going the wrong way and return, repent and turn to your God. And so this is what Ruth does. So As we see Ruth's story, we see for each and every one of us, there is hope. If you feel like an outcast in this world, there is hope. Ruth, the whole body is turned. If you feel like a stranger and a foreigner in this world, there is hope. It doesn't matter whether you are black or white or rich or poor or what your circumstances in life. All you need to do this morning is turn to God. And he will save you. This is what happened with Ruth that very day as she bent the knee and became a friend of God. You know, there has been another image that has been flying around in my head over these past couple of weeks. Not only the image of that police officer, but also the image of peaceful protesters in Miami they were protesting by the um, police station in Miami. Police officers came out and they did one of the most beautiful acts you will see. They bent the knee. People came and they prayed and they hugged and they embraced. They bent the knee in solidarity but they bent the knee as if to say, forgive us. It is a humble position, isn't it, to bend the knee? That is what I think God is calling you to do this morning. Bend the knee. Because as I saw that video, that horrific video of the officer bending his knee, I could not help but think, what if that camera was pointed at me What if that camera showed the world the worst nine minutes of my life for everyone to see? You know what would happen? There would be people protesting outside my door saying, that man is guilty. And I would have to say yes. But the wonderful thing is I have a Savior who came to the house of bread and said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will not hunger and whoever believes in me shall never thirst again. God visited his people in the flesh and called us not to go the wide road of Orpah, but to go the narrow road of Ruth and receive eternal life. Oh, that you would turn and go the road of Ruth. We've seen the road, the return of Orpah. We've seen the return of Ruth. May I finish this morning by just reading the last few verses of the chapter. The return of Naomi. Verse 19. So the two of them went on until they came to Bethlehem. And when they came to Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them. And the woman said, Is this Naomi? She said to them, don't call me Naomi. Don't call me Miss Pleasant. Call me Mara. For the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. I went away full and the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? When the Lord has testified against me and the Almighty has brought calamity upon me. You see, for Naomi, names were important, weren't they? Don't call me Miss Pleasant anymore. I went away with a full family. I have come back with nothing. Call me Mara, which means bitter. For the Lord has dealt bitterly with me. Maybe some of you are not going the way of Orpah or going the way of Ruth. But maybe there are some of you here watching that are going the way of Naomi. Yes, you believe the Lord is in control. Yes, you believe he has a plan. But you don't believe that he is good. You fail to believe that because you see all that is going on in your life and you can't trust this God anymore. Oh, to you, God would say, return. Not just to the Lord. Return and know his good, For there is a God came to the house of bread and offers you grace to come back to him. And in the coming weeks, we will see, as Naomi returns, God has a plan for her life. The chapter finishes saying this. So Naomi returned, and Ruth the Moabite, her daughter-in-law, with her, who returned from the country of Moab, and they came to Bethlehem. At the beginning of barley harvest, it just so happens that at the time they return is the time of the barley hearts. And in that, there is hope for Miss Bitter. At this time, we are going to sing the song. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. And I would encourage you, if you are going the path of Orpah, or if you are going the path of Naomi, take this time to return to your God. Return like Ruth returned. Return and say, your people will be my people, your God, my God. Bend the knee before him. Trust in him. Turn Your eyes upon Jesus. Thank you. sorry if there are some sound issues uh, this morning for you. Um, apologies for that. Obviously, when we are doing things live, um, things can go wrong. So if, if, if in any way there's uh, some issues with the audio, we apologize for that. And we'll see if we can get that fixed up for you um, next Sunday. And so as we uh, look at the comments now, please uh, do take the time and opportunity to share verses or maybe um, scripture references or something that's coming to your mind or something uh, stirred in your heart as, as we've been thinking about uh, returning to the Lord and, and repentance to him. And so uh, let's look at uh, some of those things now as we do that together. Um, so good morning um, on Facebook to Brendan and Evelyn. Great to have you guys with us. Fantastic uh, to have you there. We'll have Brendan uh, praying. Um, At the end of this time, so please uh, stay around uh, for that time of prayer at the end. um, Steve Keating uh, saying good morning and we miss you. Um, Yes, I think that is we're looking forward to some of these restrictions uh, lifting, lifting up. And so so that we can meet together and so that maybe there won't be as many audio problems or all those things and I can actually see people in front of me, that would be a wonderful thing. And so we are looking forward to that and we miss each other and we want to get together when it is right and safe to do so and abide by the law of the land and uh, meet together one another. Uh, Rosalie, fantastic to see you on Facebook and, and Tanya as well. Uh, good to have you guys there with us good morning to you Uh, John Daunt, good morning to you Uh, from Dublin, hope you're keeping well brother Uh, good to have you here uh, with us this morning, thinking of you I've been praying for you uh, recently Um, Claire uh, good morning to you Uh, good that you're here with us this morning, Valerie, again you're with the kids, thank you for uh, freeing up Steve in order for him to be able to do that, Veronica, good morning Welcome uh, all the way from uh, Luxembourg, I believe it is. Andrew, good morning to you. Uh, Jetta Suellen, La- Laura and Pedro. Good morning. Welcome. Great to have you guys here. Um, Hannah and Abby, thanks for being here this morning. Thanks for doing the reading this morning and, and Abby doing the singing. Uh, wonderful to have you guys serve in that way. So uh, great to have you there. Uh, Jetta begin. began our service by sharing... Um, a verse in psalm 118 verse 24 the lord has done it this very day let us rejoice today and be glad and uh, there's a wonderful reminder isn't it that we should rejoice in the lord and be glad in him um good morning to dad who's there thanks for tuning in dad good to see you and um We commented on uh, Passage West. We fixed the audio problem. We thought we did. We thought it was a mic. I I usually wear a mic, but it it, it obviously is something uh, to do with the phone or Skype or or whatever. I I don't really know. Um, So I'm sorry, again, if there was any trouble. Uh, Caroline Daly, great to have you uh, with us this morning. Um, Fantastic. Yes, Claire, hopefully we sorted some of that. But, again, it seemed to have... um, Gone, gone bad um, Aaron Dewan says of himself nice Philippine shirt I'm sure yeah I think the guitar strap was covering the S um, so yeah so there you go um, <laughs> um, so that Noel Bennett uh, watching in from um, Belgium I believe it is so great to have you with us Noel uh, he says thank you for using and that beautiful record of Ruth and Naomi to illustrate that coming back to the Lord is the best decision that anyone can make. Yes, that is um, true. Coming back to the Lord is the best decision that any one of us can make. If you feel that you are walking down the wrong road this morning, maybe you are the Lord's, maybe you do know the Lord, maybe you do trust the Lord, but in all that is going on, in all the mess, and all the situation that's going on in your life. You just don't know if the Lord is any good. But let us take the opportunity to do what Naomi did, to do what Ruth did, sorry, and return to God. Trust in Him. Believe in His grace. Lean into God and who He is. The Lord, the one true God of Israel, our God and our Saviour. Um I not? I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I'm sorry if I'm not. You say hi to Valerie. Uh, obviously, you're watching in and you're a f- friend of Valerie. So good to have you with us. Great to have you uh, watching in again. Sorry if I didn't pronounce your name right, but wonderful to have you uh, joining us uh, this morning. Now, the O'Briens share um, James uh, 4, verse 10. It says this. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. This is what it means really to bend the knee, isn't it? To humble ourselves before the Lord. And in the context of, of chapter 4 that they have just shared, you see in chapter 4, verse 1, James begins by saying, what causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? What is the cause of those things? And James's argument is, it is from the heart. There is something wrong with your heart when there are fights before you. And so what James calls the people of God to do is this very thing. Verse 4, you adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. What God is saying to his people there is, do not be an adulterous people. Do not be turning away from God. Turn to God. Humble yourselves before God. Verse 7 then says, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. In verse 10, Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. That is a message of repentance, to turn and bend the knee and humble yourself before God, and he ultimately, in the final bit, will exalt you. Adonis says, um, God is my strength and power, and he makes the way perfect. 2 Samuel 2, 33. Thank you for the sermon. God is our strength, God is our power, and God is the one who makes our way perfect. Sam, Sam, uh, 2 Samuel um, 22. Verse 23 says this. For all his rules were before me. And from his statutes I did not turn aside. And this is what the Lord is calling us to do. To continue to walk in his path. Obedient in his footsteps. Following after the obedient path of Jesus. As Hannah read for um, us this morning. If we would follow after him. We must deny ourselves, take up our cross and follow him, walking the narrow path, following him on the way to Calvary, dying to ourselves, and turning aside from our evil ways. And then let me finish with this comment, because I think it is important. Um, Luana has said, thank you, Valerie, uh, for the kids' talk. Oh, that's from Tali. Thank you, Valerie, for the Kids Talk from Tali. And so each week we send out a Kids Talk, and Valerie did the Kids Talk uh, this week uh, for the children. So we are delighted that you did that, and it's good that Tali and the kids were able to enjoy that uh, so well um, this morning. Rosalie, I will actually finish with your verses. It says this, Psalm 145, verse 80: The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him the truth. May you know the nearness of the Lord. If you would call on him this morning, he will be near to you. He will never leave you and never forsake you. And so he is calling on you to turn and trust in him. Would you do that today? And if you have any more questions, please just message us on Facebook or leave us a comment or my number is there with you so you can Um, contact us in that way. And so what we're going to do now is we're going to end in a time of prayer um, and Brendan is going to close our time. Thank you for joining us this morning. May the
2: Lord bless you and keep you and shine his face upon you. God bless you. Lord God Almighty, we praise you that though you are so holy beyond our comprehension, though your glory is far beyond anything we can imagine, nevertheless, you are a God of love and compassion. You are a good God and it is because of that that we have hope and we have hope Lord God because in your word you speak to us very directly, very clearly of the need to turn back just as Ruth had to learn to go back and to follow the Lord her God, so also we are called to follow the Lord our God, to repent as Ruth had to learn to do and to come to the Lord. Gracious God, I pray that all who have heard this message this morning through your servant, that every one of us would give thought to it in the coming days and realise that whether we know you in person as our Lord and Saviour, or whether we do not yet know you as our Lord and Saviour, that every one of us needs to come back to you. For those who know you, that we would come to you in repentance because we all fail throughout the week. We fail moment by moment, day by day. And for those who do not know you, gracious God, open their eyes to realise, just as Ruth had to learn in her life and through the example of Naomi, she had to learn that she too needed to turn from her own ways to seek the Lord her God. Lord God Almighty, thank you for the message we've heard this morning. I pray that wherever your word is declared throughout this world and in this time of the pandemic when so many are perhaps hearing the word for the first time, because they are doing so in their secrecy and the privacy of their own home. Holy Spirit, that you would convict each and every one to turn to the Lord our God with all our heart and soul, that there would be a mighty movement of the Holy Spirit on this whole world, and that people would be living not in fear of a virus, not in fear of disease, but living in the fear of God, a healthy fear that causes us each to seek you with all our heart and soul. Lord God, thank you for your goodness to us, that you have heard us and we come in the name of Jesus Christ our Saviour. Amen.